Monday, November 27th, and it's not going to take us any time at all this week to reach... We are basically already there. First of all, that 49er Seahawks game feels like a lifetime ago, doesn't it? An awful lot has happened since that Thursday night win up in Seattle on Thanksgiving. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. And then we had oh, a big consequential weekend of college football. The NFL slate played itself out yesterday with an Eagles-Bills game that was for the ages, and that sets up... 49ers and Eagles in the heavyweight title fight that we have all been waiting for. Oh my goodness, what a week we have in front of us. It is good to have you here on the Damon Bruce Show. Thank you for coming to the Plus. It grows. It expands. We're over 9,800 subscribers on our way to 10,000. I want to be there by the end of the Eagles game. I'm getting aggressive this week, and I want you to get aggressive with me. Please like, please share, please share this show with your inner circle. The day's already begun with the 49ers wake up. I mean, that is how all hands on deck we are here. Larry and I just did almost two hours after agreeing to go about an hour this morning. Of course, we went long because that's what 49ers and Eagles brings massive amount of attention and speculation and consequence. Oh my God. The consequence of this game. How about this? You want to be a one seed? There's no way that's going to happen without it. There's a chance it doesn't even happen with it. Without it, no chance at all. 49ers got a huge game in Philadelphia, and the Eagles got a huge game coming up with the 49ers. What a huge game the Eagles were able to win just on Sunday over the Bills in overtime. Jake Elliott driving home one of the all-time big balls kicks in the history of the NFL's regular season, and it was just it was, a, it was a very good game. It was sloppy at times. It was poorly officiated at times with an awful lot of that poor officiating helping the Eagles across the finish line. But they have nothing to apologize for. All the Eagles' job is is to win. And that's basically all they do. All respect to the Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Hurts, that offensive line, that defense, it is nasty. And that's why this 49ers game coming up Sunday is so important because you know that that's a real opponent waiting for you. You know what happened in the NFC title game last year. You know who got knocked out of that. And you know that if he doesn't get knocked out, I think he got a puncher's chance as good as anybody. And I was shocked to find out that the 49ers are even favored. So far, early line in this game is Niners minus three and a half. Wow. Uh, th that's, I I'm going to tell you right now, I think the Niners can win this game, but I'm going to have to see it to believe it. And if you're telling me that I get a 10 and one football team at home and I'm getting points, I think I'd take that. I think I would take that. It's not going to be easy to just roll in there and beat the Eagles. Not even close to being easy. As far away from easy as football gets, as a matter of fact. And those Eagles, man, they got scrapple in them. They really do. And Jalen Hurts is a bona fide, straight up, no doubt about it, winner. That guy can have a lousy, or not lousy, but an off game with his arm and make it up with his legs. Jalen Hurts, this guy, he just beats every 500 team that's supposed to be threatening the Eagles. He knocks out just about everybody, and you got to respect it. 
Jalen Hurts is one of the best running backs in terms of scoring touchdowns in Philadelphia Eagles history. The most rushing touchdowns in Eagles history, Steve Van Buren, who played in the 40s, is sitting with 69 rushing touchdowns in Eagles franchise history. After that, we jump to the 80s for Wilbert Montgomery. Some of you will remember that name. Uh, he had 45 touchdowns. Then we get into more modern times. LaShawn McCoy, 44 touchdowns. Brian Westbrook, 37 touchdowns. And he did that in 107 games with the Eagles. Jalen Hurts also has 37 rushing touchdowns. And he's done that in only 56 games. That's it. This guy is one of the best goal line backs in football. He's like the NFL version of Tim Tebow when it comes to scoring touchdowns with your legs, not just with your arms. And remember this, the Tim Tebow is the greatest goal line back in the history of the SEC. So this is a guy who can beat you in a lot of different ways. The Eagles, just like the Niners, are incredibly scheme dynamic. They can beat you in a screen game. They can beat you throwing the ball downfield. They can beat you in the middle of the field, outside the hashes. And they got a running game, which dropped, I think, what, 180 yards last night? I mean, they can just do pretty much what they want to do on a football field because of that offensive line, which with an injury maybe to Johnson and an injury maybe to Kelsey, might not be as toothy as it's been to this point in the year. And you can't help but notice that the Eagles are just going through a gauntlet of opponents right now with the Cowboys and the Chiefs. And the Cowboys are coming up next for the Eagles after this 49ers game. And they're going to be outrest advantaged in both of these games, the Eagles will be. So if they're going to catch a couple losses... It better come now, and the 49ers better serve them one up in Philadelphia. It's going to be a really, really fun show all week long. I can tell you that we're going to be live at 9 a.m. tomorrow, a little early, all right? We'll, we'll still come back and do a, a, a Plus show at 11. We'll always be there for you at 11. But a 9 a.m. interview with John Kincaid, who is a great sports talk radio host in Philadelphia. He knows the Eagles like the back of his hand, and we're really going to get into the nuts and bolts of this matchup when he joins the channel tomorrow morning. And I'm looking forward to John Kincaid, who is just, you want to talk about a hell of a year. This guy's been battling cancer and he's beaten it back again. It's a guy's a, is a hell of a talent. He's a great guy. He's one of the good people left in an industry full of schmucks. And uh, I'm really looking forward to catching up with him tomorrow. I'm working on trying to get Nick Wright to swing through before the year is over. No promises this week, but before the year is over is kind of what we'd like to do with Nick to talk about, oh, how wrong he might have been. But if you really want to be able to throw darts, the 49ers got to go and throw darts at the Eagles and win at the link. Game of the year. Nothing less than the game of the year awaits the 49ers. I mean, bragging rights and the start of everybody's show on next Monday is one thing. It's another to have an actual track to a one seed. And the 49ers are off that track right now with a win in Philadelphia. They can get back on it. Now, they won't control their own destiny. But how about this? If you want to even think of a one seed, you got to beat Philadelphia. What a game last night. 
that that field goal that Jake Elliott drove through is just how often do you think about a field goal that happened in a game that you, you know that's not your team that's not, your favorite team did not hit the field goal or your favorite team was not beaten by such a dramatic field goal you're just watching you're just a neutral observer it's one of the greatest field goals it's one of the greatest special teams plays ever driving rain all the pressure in the world and he drilled that bad boy drilled it so something else something else We'll get to uh, Hassan Reddick and his rabbit ears here that he's hearing things that really I don't even remember being th- that much of a th- there's nothing to really talk about. But we'll get to that in just a second. What I want to get to right now without any further ado is how thankful coming out of Thanksgiving I have been for all of you. I hope you and your families had a great one. How thankful. push the wrong button. <laughs> thankful that while I pushed the wrong button trying to stop the video, I actually deleted the video. So I'm gonna have to re-download that at some point here. But yeah, just a, a little oops there. What I wanted to tell you is how thankful I am for my sponsors. I hope you enjoyed that video. And I hope you enjoy a delicious sandwich from Ike's. I'm telling you, you know, the leftovers are probably dying down in your fridge right now. You got to start thinking about lunch again. Think about Ike's. Get yourself to Ike's. Download the Ike's Rewards app and start eating your way towards free sandwiches. We want to give love all the way around. And we want to give love to Jack's. I'm wearing a Jack's t-shirt today. An old San Francisco Sea Lions, which was uh, obviously um, a team that played a long time ago in San Francisco and they have a cub because the Lions couldn't even afford their own mascot so they had to borrow jerseys and uh, it's one of my the cool logos that you can only get at Jack's. Go to jacksf.com and use promo code DamonBruce10 when you check out, and you can get all of your holiday shopping for all the sports fans in your life done at jacks.com. And I want to tell you about Dr. Paul Hughes and Hughes Orthopedics, which is now sponsoring Post Game and Damon when we go live, and we will be going live at the two minute warning of 49ers and Eagles, as is tradition. Uh, it'll be brought to you by Hughes Orthopedics. He has done a plasma replacement therapy on my knee and I am 48 years old. My knee right now is 28 years old again. It feels fantastic. It feels great. My bone on bone, absolute candidate for a knee replacement. I don't think I'm going to need anything replaced because this treatment is new science and it works. And if you're interested, go to Hughes orthopedics uh look them up and i can tell you where you look them up if i just open this up right here go to orthopedicsurgeries.com orthopedicsurgeries.com to learn everything you need to know about his treatment his advanced medicine and his reputation uh as really a, a fantastic doctor i feel wonderful 
after going to see Dr. Paul Hughes, and you will too. So there you go. That is an awful lot of love to my sponsors. Of course, Uncle Boys is still the sponsor of uh, of, of a little uh, good for ball, bad for ball, which we get to each and every Friday, but wanted to give Uncle Boys a shout out and some love here early on in the week as well. We're going to give you guys a chance to shout out and get some love when we hop into the chats. A little Club Plus will be happening before it is all said and done. But before we get there, dude, Hassan Reddick seriously needs to chill out. Hassan Reddick is talking about something that really didn't even happen. And when it did happen, there's nothing. There's This is hardly bulletin board material. So Hassan Reddick says that the 49ers talk is cheap. And on an interview that he did with some you know station in Philadelphia, he basically said that the 49ers players... Um, thought that an injury to their starting quarterback, just a handful of plays into an NFC title game, affected the outcome of that NFC title game. How are you even going to try to turn that very lukewarm, very easily, reasonably to wrap your mind around statement into bulletin board material? Like, I just, I don't know. But Hassan Reddick says, talk is cheap. They got to come back to the link. It was a lot of boo-hoos last year, a lot of crying. I, I don't remember that. I don't remember a single 49er crying in the offseason. I remember a few guys bringing up the fact like, geez, it's really terrible that our starting quarterback went down in a playoff game, which, you know what? is a truth. It's a truth. How, how good do you think the Eagles will be if within the first five, six, seven, eight plays Sunday, Jalen Hurts is knocked out of that game? Is that going to change things a little bit? Of course, this is the, there's no controversy here. There's, this is not crying. This is not boo-hooing. This is not, oh, the refs, oh, the woe is me. This is a, geez, we went there to have a fair fight, and unfortunately, due to an injury, we couldn't fight very fair very early on into that game because, like any team in football, when your starting quarterback goes down, the equation to compete changes dramatically. Like, what are you talking about, Hassan Reddick? Look, I'm out here covering who's talking, who's saying what, and I don't remember a endless trail of tears from the 49ers. I remember some disappointment. I remember the reason for that disappointment, thinking, hey, we went there to throw our best punch, and due to that injury, we couldn't throw our best punch. And that sucks. And it did suck. It denied football fans the game that we hoped to get in the NFC title game. Now, we get part two electric boogaloo coming up on Sunday. And I hope both teams are at absolute full strength. Nobody hurt. Nothing controversial going on at all. Ready to go. Let's go, baby. Let's go. I'm ready. And I hope you are too. So, um, you know, there's talk of, of point differential. This is something I was talking about with Larry Um I really don't know how to interpret point differential because if there's one, look at it this way. Let's say you win every single game by one point. Every single time you play, you're only winning by one point, but you go 17 and 0. What kind of year did you just have? Well, there's a lot of teams that outperform their opponent on a week to week basis, but no one's ever gone 17 and 0. So what you just had is the single greatest football season of all time. Point differential be damned. Your point differential of 17 in a 17-0 and 0 season means you're the greatest football team that ever played the sport of football. 
That's what that means. There is no sport where the scoreboard matters less. It's just who won, who lost. And having said all that, the 49ers are the much better team on the scoreboard. The Eagles got the better record at 10-1, and but man, the 49ers are now plus 140 after stomping the Seahawks on Thanksgiving. The Eagles are plus 64. The Cowboys are an NFL best 162. What does that mean? Well, one of the reasons why the Niners got such a nice point differential is because they beat the Cowboys as loudly as they did. So I don't know how that all goes into the mix of handicapping a game that's got a line on it that I don't even understand. How the 49ers are giving points in Philadelphia, I'm st- okay. That's a, that, you know, don't think that that means that Vegas thinks that the Niners are that better. What they're trying to do is make sure that they're not compromised because too many people bet on one team. That's what that, that Vegas is just trying to even out the balance of the wagers. So I don't know what the hell that means, but I'm I'm surprised by that one. Very surprised by that one. There was a person who came into the comments section on 49ers Wake Up and brought a very good point forward that Larry and I had been talking about, but not with this detail that he offered. Um, the Eagles' defense, like they seem like they might be wearing down a little bit. I don't know, but how could they not? They've played 166 snaps over their last two games. Yeah, chasing the Kansas City Chiefs and Buffalo Bills all around the field for 166 plays is a lot. That defense was out there for 72 plays against Kansas City and 92 plays against the Bills. With the 49ers having some extra rest, you're talking about all the things that go into what precedes a game. That gets factored in. Absolutely, it has to be factored in. So, welcome. It's Eagles week, baby. It doesn't get better than that. doesn't get more important than that. doesn't come more consequential than that in the NFC. And we're going to be bringing it to you all week here again. 9 a.m., John Kincaid tomorrow for Inside the Eagles with one of the best in the business in Philadelphia. I'm looking forward to that very much. Uh, some consequences around the NFL from this weekend. I'm sure you've seen that Frank Reich is out. He is done in Carolina. Another in-season firing from David Tepper, who is quickly becoming the most meddlesome, feckless owner in this league. He's got a lot of money. He's got a lot of thoughts, and he doesn't have much winning at all to point at and say, I'm responsible for that. You know, all Frank Reich needed to do was be a guy who was grooming Bryce Young in his rookie year. You just fired the guy who was grooming Bryce Young in his rookie year. How that makes Bryce Young better right now, I do not know. As a matter of fact, I know that that won't make him better. Frank Reich is a good coach in a bad situation. I don't know who is ripping it up in Carolina this year. I saw that the Raiders have released Marcus Peters. He got benched on Sunday. Uh, so you can go ahead and get Marcus Peters, who might be one of the worst tacklers in the in the league. Um, but you know, for the right price, maybe the 49ers want to kick the can on just a little. That's it's look, it's experienced NFL depth at a position that should somebody go down, having Marcus Peters isn't the worst thing in the world. He's not good. He's not good anymore, 
Just throwing that out there. And what is a hard-to-wrap-your-mind-around rumor? Indiana football fired head coach Tom Allen. John Gruden has actually been attached to the Indiana football opening. He's got some history with the program. He was in Bloomington very, very early in his career. John Gruden needs a reclamation project to rebuild his image. And it would be Buzz. I don't know how successful he would be. But John Gruden using Indiana to rebuild his image? Okay, look, I, I click on that show if it's being offered. Sure. Just to offer me interesting instead of sucking in perpetuity, IU, please. Speaking of IU, the basketball team beat Harvard yesterday, and I was at Chase Center watching a Big Ten team go down to the USF Dons. Dons beat the Minnesota Golden Gophers, and so that's a good win for them. They're an interesting and fun team, man. I like the Dons. I liked watching them. I'm going to go to a few games this year for sure, and uh, we will hopefully, maybe even, be able to uh, uh, have a little uh, 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 plus meetup maybe to Dons game. That sounds like it could be fun. Looking ahead to this week, things that aren't 49ers and Eagles. The Golden State Warriors have won two of three. Okay, two of three. Uh, Draymond comes back Tuesday night up in Sacramento. Already the third game this year with the Kings is set to tip off in Sacramento, 7 o'clock on Tuesday. It's an in-season tournament game. And uh, according to Anthony Slater, the in-season tournament set up on Tuesday is if the Thunder beat the Wolves. So you got to do some out-of-town scoreboard watching, folks. But uh, if the Thunder beat the Wolves, the winner of the Warriors and Kings game wins Group C. If the Wolves beat the Thunder, the Warriors have to beat the Kings by 13 or more points to grab a three-way tie and win Group C. So... Warriors got to win, and if the Wolves beat the Thunder, they got to win by at least 13 for the end-season tournament, which will be remembered for what? Just these courts more than its champion, I think, but I don't know. If you're into it, that's great. I'm glad you got something pulling you into the NBA. I didn't need a gimmick to pull me into the NBA. I'll watch any Warrior game that's on, so okay, Uh, but here we are. The schedule is really odd for the Warriors coming up. Very odd. Three of their next four games against the Clippers with two of those games scheduled in L.A. The other game of the three of the four, the fourth, is a return to Phoenix. The Warriors just dropped a game there the night before Thanksgiving. It was a weird game where the second unit brought the Warriors back into that game and at the end of the game, when it's like, okay, so now put Steph Curry back in because you're down by three and you got the greatest three-point shooter of all time. You might want to let him get a shot off. Steve didn't go back. Okay. Early season rotations, decisions from Steve Kerr have been widely discussed. And we will widely discuss these things throughout the week. I'm looking forward to a little Warriors basketball this week as well. Before we hop into Club Plus today... Let me tell you about what Jim Bowden said on MLB Network Radio. And I really don't even want to share this with you, but I will. It's technically baseball news, and it's technically about the Giants. So here we go. Stop me if you've heard this one before, but they will not be outbid for stars. Right? I mean, 
Farhan has cried wolf enough times to where I really don't want to hear it. But this is Jim Bowden saying that with Otani's free agency underway, San Francisco is preparing to pull out all the stops in an effort to land Shohei Otani. And he believes that the Giants will offer Shohei Otani at least a half a billion dollars. And then the question will be, will Otani take it? Otani's priority is signing with a winning ball club, not the highest paycheck out there, is the rumor. I'm just naive and in love with Otani enough to actually believe that, that he's really looking for a chance to compete on the stage that Anaheim never offered him. And if that is really his motivator, well, then signing with the Giants probably doesn't happen at any price. The Texas Rangers could be involved. The Dodgers could be involved. The Mariners might be involved. But again, if winning is the central decision maker, how how the Mariners are involved, I do not know. And how the Yankees or the Braves or the Phillies is not in this discussion if winning is everything is kind of hard to wrap your mind around. So um, there you go. How about that? The, 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 the Giants are going to offer Shohei Otani an awful lot of money. Will he take it? Yes or no? I feel like I've seen this movie before. I hope you all had a great, great, great Thanksgiving. We're going to have a fun week. This week starts in November. It ends in December And we got the game of the year in the NFL waiting for us on Sunday. I hope that you choose to come back here for everything that we're going to be doing and the videos that are going to be coming up and the interviews and just the great content that we prepare um, to give you all week long. This is going to be a fun week here. Again, we are growing, baby. Hit that subscribe button. 9,823 subscribers. Let's get to 10 by the end of the Eagles game. By the time I do a little post-game in Damon, starting at the two-minute warning of 49ers-Eagles, I want to be at 10,000. I can't do it without you. Hit like, hit subscribe, hit notify, and share this station with your friends. Your friends sick and tired of the hot take artists who are terrible at even staying inside the lines as they paint, well, come over here. It's the opposite of all of that nonsense. Maybe that will prevent us from growing rapidly. I don't know. I'd rather do it like this with adults sitting at the adult table than eating nuggets with the kids over at the idiot table, or I mean the kids table. God bless the kids. All right. Oh, I see we were at the top of the chat where it's like, uh, Sarah's like, uh, uh-oh, yeah, La Professora. Yeah, Damon pushed the wrong button, and then he tried to stop it, and then he deleted it, and uh, we're okay. But we're not at the end. We kept going. I hope I didn't have a whole bunch of people drop off there when they saw the Godzilla baby. The podcast is growing. 49ers Wake Up is available in podcast form. Thank you for tuning in. I'll never waste your time. That is my promise to you. So thanks for sticking around today. And please do remember that sports don't build character. They reveal it. And like that, he's gone.